host Scott Davis right alongside me, Jason Hickey. What are we doing today, Scott? Uh, I think we're going to talk about the clones. The weird clones, right? The Bad Batch. Yeah. Nobody cares about the other clones. No, no, no. The regs are horrible. We don't care about the regs. Yeah. Except for one. There's one reg we like. One reg now that we like. Yes. <laughs> I mean, pre-order 66, there was a couple, but... Right now? No. No. Not so much. But we're after Order 66. We're in Bad Batch Episode 5. Yes. And we're actually going to be doing three episodes right now. Five, six, and seven. Yes. Because these things are 20 minutes long, so. Yeah, yeah. But these three sort of run into each other. They, they do. They have a nice common element yep. in um, Sid. Yes. And I like Sid. Now, Sid is like Bosk, the same alien race of Bosk. Okay. Just a female version of it. All right. Now, was Sid in Clone Wars? No. Okay. Well, they, they mentioned that she worked with the Jedi. So yeah. I wasn't sure if... She came into play at some point in the series that I have yet to finish. No, she's not. Okay. But you did see a couple of clone trooper helmets in her office. Okay. They get to uh, Ord Mandel, which is the planet that's the design. Yep. And when they get to that planet, uh, they're... I don't remember. What was the reason why they got to the planet? Uh, they were going to see Sid. Oh, they, that's what the whole reason yeah, was. Yeah, because they, they knew that she was a contact of the Jedi during the war. Okay. So Hunter thought that possible that she might have some guidance sure and so they go and they look for sid they start talk, talking to sid and she pretty much sends them on a mission to find uh mushu or mushi 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 something weird uh, i was thinking of the dragon name that eddie murphy played in Mulan, <laughs> and that was what i was going through my head when i first heard it that's close enough so they're going they go off to find this mushi and yeah. they're <laughs> all under the assumption that it's just this kid Right, supposed to, you know. because all they know is that it's an adolescent who was taken by slavers. Yes. And then we had to have the whole slave discussion with... They had to explain what slavery was to Omega. Omega, thank you. Omega doesn't know what slavery is. Omega doesn't know anything. Exactly. Omega knows about clones. That's it. Because that's that how she's... the sum total with. of Omega's knowledge. Yes. And so they go and they see these, you know, people that look like they're slaves. And uh, they're, they see a kid. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that's got to be Mushi. Oh, of course. I mean, obviously. Your first assumption is always the correct one, Scott. This is obvious in all TV shows. Everything. And they're not going to, you know, pull something on the rug. You know? No, no. <laughs> well, they pulled it on the rug, and it wasn't the kid. It was actually something that was inside the box. Yes. What's in the box? A Rancor. Yeah. So Mushi is the Rancor. A, a young Rancor. So a very, it's, yes. It's, you know... A little bit more than man size. Yes. Like seven feet tall. Now, we actually did find out that the person that hired Sid to get Mushi was the Huts. Yes. Specifically, Java the Hut. And Bib Fortuna. And Bib Fortuna. Yes. And it was Bib Fortuna who we saw. Yeah. It it was nice seeing Bib Fortuna, and immediately I thought, hey, Boba Fett's going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) But that's in the future, not right now. Yes, I know. Sorry, we're jumping. And then they find out they have to go, you know, get Mushi. So they start fighting the slavers. Mushi's fighting the slavers. And Mushi doesn't know anything because he's a Rancor. Right. And all of a sudden, they, uh, you know, Rucker's trying to get Mushi to, you know, slow down. So they're going headbutting each other constantly. <laughs> and it was a fun, funny time. It, it was. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing I've seen of Rancors, they are not intelligent creatures. They are animals. Well, you got to remember this. They're sort of like dogs. They're pets. Well, right, they, they the, have a certain level of intelligence, but mm-hmm. they don't have, like, the higher reasoning yes. of, you know, a sentient being. No, no. They're, they're animals. They're That's in, what I was just saying. It's more of a pet, because you got to remember, it's like, the, the Rancor that Luke killed 
in Jedi, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So that Rancor's trainer had such a strong feeling towards it. Oh my gosh, I just had a horrible thought. It was not. Did Luke kill Mushi? No, no. How no. do you know, Scott? So the Rancor name in um, Return of the Jedi is like such the P. Uh, and that was actually in a, a book that was in there. And so Mushi could have been that Rancor's I don't mother. Oh man, books aren't canon. I think Luke killed Mushi. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> the Rancors don't live that long. Oh, okay. So uh, I think Mushi could have been like the mother yeah. of the Rancor that, okay. that Luke Yeah, because there's like a 25 year period yeah. from this to Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Whew. So I don't think <laughs> I, I think you know, it was probably Mushu was in the family of it of the one that that oh very killed. possibly if it was if it was Jabba's rancor then yes yeah. but I don't think it was okay does that make you feel more comfortable a little bit yeah okay because we had some feelings towards Mushu we did I mean of course yes way better than Jabba's son <laughs> they keep getting the, the the characters in these shows keep getting stuck rescuing well children for Jabba well Jabba is let's put it this way. Jabba, he is just—he's—he's he's a very big thing of this of the series of Star Wars itself. Mm-hmm. And in order to make a connection, or in order to make something that you feel connected to the movies, you got to bring something in that is from there. So the Huts is a big thing. Get to bring Jabba in then. Right now, can I just share one thought on that though? Does it feel to you like they are nerfing Jabba? He's supposed to be this big, bad crime boss that everyone is afraid of, mm-hmm. yet now people have kidnapped his son, and he had to get the Jedi's help to get them back. Mm-hmm. Then they kidnapped his pet, and he had to farm that out to some rando <laughs> on some other planet. Is, is Jabba oh, M- Mushi was actually So Mushi was on his way to Jabba. He was actually, he Jabba just bought him, and they didn't he didn't have it yet. Okay. Uh, so that's one. As for the, the baby, that was done by a sith and a sith apprentice i guess other than that i just i want jabba to be big and bad and not this giant wuss who has right, to let, go let me, crying let, for help every time he has let a me put it let me put it this way that you might understand okay i'm bringing a star wars reference sorry i'm bringing a star trek reference up all right I'm you know how, you know how the klingons are supposed to be all big and, and and strong and powerful and everything like that yes in star trek the next generation who's the person that gets knocked around the oh, most it's Worf. exactly <laughs> that's because Worf is the worst klingon <laughs> All right, I appreciate the reference, though. So There you go. <laughs> now, Scott did mention that Wrecker and Mushi were basically headbutting each other to assert dominance. Believe it or not, this plays into the next couple of episodes. Well, I'm going to go with the previous episode. Uh, actually, the beginning of this episode, Wrecker actually hit his head on uh, the side of something early as well. Right. So he's been hitting his head quite often. Well, that's because he's literally the dumbest. Yes. And so with the next episode, episode six, mm-hmm. um, the name. Decommissioned. Na- uh, yes. So it's decommissioned. And so what it is, they, they go back to Sid. They ha- they're doing job. So they're doing jobs for Sid. They, they got yeah. uh, they got hired on as, as mercs. Um, and in a hilarious moment in this episode, we see how Sid is basically charging them for every tiny little thing. Everything. And they're barely making any money from Sid. <laughs> yes. But... They get they they're told they have to get a command droid's um, head because mm. they need to you know get the information for the command droid. So they go to a scrapyard, and this scrapyard is actually on Kessel. Okay, uh, and that is where Solo had to go to get all that new yes, stuff. It's the spice mines of Kessel. Also, C three PO was terrified of going there. Yes, so they had to go there to uh, not it wasn't Kessel. Sorry, uh, it was on the planet that that Solo was originally on. Uh, when they were making, because that's the planet they were. Corellia. Corellia, thank you. That makes on, sense because Corellia was a 
very large industrial center. And yes. They were shipbuilders. Yes, it was on Corellia, not not Kessel. Okay. I, I got I got it mixed up. You, you got your your movie solo references mixed up. I did. It's understandable because I know how you feel about that movie. <laughs> so they go there, and this, this is actually where they're uh, decommissioning or destroying the droids. Yes. And so while they go, they go there to uh, to get and sneak out with the droid head, but they run into Rafa and Trace Matez. Yes. Now I had to I had to really think about who these people were. They were from season seven, and, and I talked about them. And that is literally the only reason I knew who they were. Because <laughs> I talked about them already. Before. You did, because you went over that very short arc in season seven. Yes. And oh, the, the Martez sisters are trying to get the head themselves, mm-hmm. and so there's a little you know keep away from each other yeah now they didn't seem very annoying no well they have they have they had character growth i think they had character growth okay because they were very annoying in the clone wars episode and this is i remember you telling me this <laughs> because folks i remember the things scott says yes most of the time sometimes <coughs> hardly ever <laughs> but in this episode we actually have omega is using a bow Yes. Now she picked up the bow from the slavers in the previous episode. Okay. That's how she got the bow. Yeah. Uh, the bow and there. I'm just calling it the bow. I'm not saying bow and arrows because the arrow is actually uh, it's an energy um, weapon. It's an energy weapon. The, it's, the arrow is mildly like uh, Chewbacca's bowcaster. Yeah, his bowcaster. Yeah. Except it's an actual bow and not a crossbow. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she sucks with it. She's absolutely horrible with it. Yeah, because she's a useless clone because she has no idea how to fight. No, no, she doesn't. And. So on this, they're trying to sneak out with the the head, but they accidentally get caught by the security drones. Yes. And so how does Tech get them out of this? Well, he, he does some techno babble with this droid head, and he activates all of the of all of the uh, battle droids. Yes, he activates all of the battle droids are going to be decommissioned, and then we actually see the battle droids winning a battle. And yeah, it was it was amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. The final <laughs> act of the battle droids is winning a battle against other droids. I was going to say, it was against other droids, so I think that kind of subtracts from it. But yes. It's okay. So they were able to escape, and then we see the Martez sisters are being trying to contact someone else to say that they ran into some clones. These clones are on Ord Mattel. Mm-hmm. And, and they're different. And they're different. Now, I had a thought as to who it was, and while I, I feel like I was partially right, I'm glad they didn't you know keep us in suspense i'm going to say that you thought it was ahsoka i did think it was because ahsoka. i did say that ahsoka worked with the martez sisters yes okay in my head i was actually thinking it was saw Gerrera. okay all right because, because we've, we've already seen because we've already seen saw, exactly we've seen and saw we know that series. saw is actively working with the resistance and this may freak you out i did not know that from the clone wars oh really i knew this from rogue one <laughs> because the resistance in the future has already kicked saw out because it's a nutcase yes yes anyway anyways but we were both wrong yes is who they contacted was captain rex yeah and rex it got to ord mendel and he actually tried to meet up with the clones mm-hmm. the bad batch yeah and that is the beginning of episode seven yes now i i really liked episode seven Oh, episode seven was great. It's definitely a combination of what's happening with Wrecker. Yes. And I think probably the best part of the entire episode was in the beginning was uh, Rex's reaction mm-hmm. when he found out that they had not removed their chips. Oh, yeah. He was ready to shoot he them all He was down. ready to kill every single one of them. <laughs> and it was great. You haven't removed your chips? <laughs> I mean, he steps back. He puts his hand by his gun. And they're all looking at him like... What are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting ready to murder all of you. <laughs> Except for Echo. 
Echo has no check. Yes. And we actually didn't say, but in the last episode, Wrecker hit his head again. Yeah. And he was a little woozy, and he was he started saying, good soldiers. Oh, yeah. That was a just a gigantic red flag. Yeah. And so in this episode, Wrecker's out with Omega for getting their little, um, you know, after, after, yeah, after, after op popcorn. Yeah. And which is actually what's being charged a lot to Sid. Because I I was, I was actually wrong. It's the beginning of this episode where we find out that Sid is just charging them for everything. Yeah. (laughs) Hunter's like, what is, what's all this popcorn? (laughs) They're still making money though. Yeah. Just not very much. No. And. So then Rex says, I got my chip out uh, on a Venator class ship and it was taken out by someone and they, and they helped me. We need to get these ships taken out of you now. Yes. Because you could turn at any moment. Mm -hmm. What is this hint at? Uh, This, this is, this is a trope that is commonly known as Chekhov's gun. Exactly. (laughs) And this is going to be the fact that, Hey, we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So during the episode, someone's going to turn. We've already seen Wrecker turning, so Wrecker's going yes. to turn. And Wrecker's the one who keeps knocking his head around because he is just a big dumb animal. Damn right. They get to a planet. I don't remember the name of this planet. I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, there's so many. But but what I've uh, what I've heard was this was the planet that Cal Kestis was on from the Star Wars Fallen Jedi um, Fallen Order okay. um, game. I have yet to play it. It was a good game. It was okay. I wouldn't say it was great. I heard it was decent. But it's, it's much better than, than some of the stuff that EA brought out. I was say, if you're going to bash Force Unleashed, we're going to fight. I, I didn't. Okay, good. I was more of the bashing of Battlefront. Yeah, they, they, were, they yeah. were okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... So they they get to the, they get to this planet. They're sneaking around because they don't want to be caught by the scrappers. And they finally get to a Venator class starship. This actually looks like it's fully operational. Mm-hmm. They get in. They start sneaking around. And as they're walking in, you did see Hunter stop and look at a pool of water and say, "Don't go by the shoreline," <laughs> which of course means we're gonna see what's in the water. Yes, yes, we are. So they're making their way through this ship, and it's it's a derelict. Yes, it's it's got power. It's functional in areas, but it's 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 obviously never going to fly. Mm-hmm. And they come to a spot where they have to shimmy across a rope. And apparently, Wrecker is afraid of heights. Oh, that, yeah, this has, that came up a couple of times. It, okay, all right. Well, then, hey, he's still afraid of heights, and because he is a big dumb lug, he falls. Yes, and what comes up to grab him is, do you remember in A New Hope? Mm-hmm. So they were in the trash compactor in The New Hope, and there was a little, uh, you know, like a weird tentacle octopus. octopus that came up. Yep. That's actually what it was. Yeah, it was a nice callback. I liked it. And yeah. it, it, the thing is, it makes a lot of sense because this whole planet is essentially a junkyard. Exactly. And that thing was in the trash compactor. They obviously feed on that kind of crap. So I, I appreciated that. And so they are able to get Wrecker out. Uh, he's still a little woozy from all of the situation that's been happening. Because he hit his head again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and so because when they did it with Rex, it actually took them some time to find out, uh, took Ahsoka some time to find out where the chip was and how to remove it and everything like that. Right. But because they had Rex already had his chip removed, they knew where to look for it. Right. And where to go. And so they were ready to start off and put something on Wrecker's head to get him into the, into the med bay and you know, if it just lies down and goes in, everything will be all set. But guess what? He has decided that they are traitors because they did not follow Order 66. And now we have a fight between Wrecker and the other clones. Yes. 
it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. It was a def- definitely decent fight. Rucker's just using live ammo. All the other clones are trying to hit them with stuns. Right, because they're trying to get them into surgery. Yes, and finally it was Omega that actually shot him down. She is getting some character development. I keep I rag on her for being a useless clone, but the thing is she's different from the other clones in that mm-hmm. she was not bred for war. Yes. So it's she's actually a pretty interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> And so they finally get him down. They get him into the in, into the pod, and they cut it out. Mm-hmm. After he comes out, Omega says, "Hey, we finished our mission. Here's some popcorn." <laughs> yeah, and then they do a you know short little montage showing the other clones getting theirs out. Now, I, I do got to say, I forgot what universe we were in for a little bit. Because I'm thinking, okay, they're going to get him to this med bay. Is Rex going to perform surgery on this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Is he just going to split his head open and start rooting around in there? I, of course, forgot about the existence of medical droids. Yes. It was okay. It, it was, was a professional. It job. was okay. <laughs> and so they got him all out. And then uh, Rex says he's about to leave. Uh, he's talking to Hunter at the edge of one of the Venner class starships outside in, in the, um, where you can see, you know, open open scrapyard area. Yeah. And uh, Rex then, you know, starts to leave. And then we see the scrappers notice Hunter. And that was the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we didn't mention that I do want to, just because it's something that you've mentioned, Omega is able to tell that Rex is a Gen 1 clone mm-hmm. because of the lines around his eyes. Because even though he's only, what, a couple years older than the, the Bad Batch, he's noticeably older because they because the aging is so Yeah, they age so fast. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a that was a pretty nice touch, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely something that it's showing that Rex is an older... He is... One of the oldest clones out there that's still alive. Right. And just the attention to detail that they're doing that and having that callback, I like it. I, it adds it adds depth to the show. I gotta ask, do you think Rex is working with Ahsoka? Or is Ahsoka kind of off doing her own thing and he's working with the the, the baby resistance? So uh... I, I think <clears throat> this is my opinion right now. Ahsoka and Rex split ways. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm kind of thinking that he's probably working with Bail Organa and... Mm. Um, Mon Mothma. And Mon Mothma. Because mm-hmm. we know that they've been involved in the resistance. Because, honestly, all right, deep cut time. One of the biggest crimes that Lucas committed in the year 2005 was he took out the scene of Revenge of the Sith, where it shows Padme Amidala, Bail Organa, and Mon Mothma mm-hmm. forming the seeds of the resistance during yes. the coup. Because that it's such a pivotal scene. It is. But it's technically not canon, and it irritates me. I but I pretend it happened anyway. So we know that they were involved in the resistance since the beginning, since um, the Emperor took over. Yes. So, yeah, I think he's working with them. I, I think that that's the case, too. But again, yeah. I think Ahsoka's on her own. She's finding herself. Yes. And then Tweedledee and Tweedledum are working with Rex. Yes. And that has been the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. It's getting it's, better. It's, it's getting more depth. It's... Helping these characters, these characters are growing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Good. Good, glad. Yes, because you're gonna have more stars than just Star Trek. I have a lot of stars. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's go with the news. I'm ready for some news. All right. So uh, first is Jessica Henwick, uh, she, you know, from Iron Fist, and she's going to be in the Matrix Four. Mm-hmm. She's also going to be in Knives Out too. You know what? I'm glad that they're casting this movie because. You are so excited for this movie because you think that they're wasting money. They're wasting so much money. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've heard a lot of good things about the first one. I've not taken the time to watch it yet, but <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. Um, in super, super important news. Wait, there's news for Star Wars? No. There's news for uh, uh, World of Time? 
No. Well, actually, there Even is. Even more there, important. There is news for Willow Time. Is there? Yeah. I actually sent you a clip uh, this morning. So Amazon Prime Australia released a little video of all Amazon stuff coming out in, for Australia uh, with Australian actors in it. Oh, and at yeah. The and, end, and, at, and at the near end of the of that Amazon um, Australia thing was Madeline Madden talking about Wheel of Time. Excellent. Very minor, very thing. But that's not the news you're talking about. No, I am, of course, talking about Star Trek Prodigy oh. on Paramount+. Plus. They have announced the character names and species that are going to be in the oh, show. Really? Now, I'm not going to go over all of them. Um, two of them are familiar. One of them is a founding member. It's a... Um, Tellerite. Okay. The others are all new. Um, mm-hmm. One of them, if I remember right, is coming from a book, so I'm kind of excited about that. Okay. But um, no, it, it it's definitely gearing up to be a kid's show. I can say one <clears throat> thing right now, though, because I'm actually looking at the page that you're, you're at. We have a clone being on here. D. Bradley Baker. Oh, is he the voice? He's, he's the voice of um, someone from Star, uh, Star Wars, yes. He's listed in the Bad Batch. He is the clones. He okay, so yeah, he's the the voice of literally everyone. Yes. Actually, he, he's not the voice of all the bad batch though, is he? Yes, he is. He changes his voice for each character? Yes. Wow. D, D Bradley Baker is 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 the bad batch. Wow. He is all the clones from Star Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Bad Batch, any like video game that you can think of that has a clone voice in it. It is him. That's actually really impressive because he manages to give each of those clones a separate personality, like the main character clones, mm-hmm. especially in Bad Batch. So having him in this, I'm actually that's that's awesome. That actually makes me pretty excited. And the other person I, I notice is uh, Jason Montezucas. Uh, he's actually a comedian, and he's been on shows like The Good Place. Um, he was Derek in The Good Place. Okay. He he was in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was um, Rose's boyfriend there. Okay, he appears to be playing the Tellerite, so be prepared to see him argue a lot. I can see that from him. Well, and you're watching Invincible right now, aren't you? I am. I finished Invincible. Okay, so he's actually in Invincible as well. Oh. He's the uh, he's the voice of the guy that does the um, um, he was the original boyfriend of Adam Eve. Oh, the douchebag. Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't want to say it like that, but okay. I'll say it. The guy was a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, we have. Uh, Anime news. There's going to be an anime of Lord of the Rings. It's going to be Lord of the Rings War of the Rohirrim. It is a prequel. It is the story of the, uh, the Rohirrim, uh, you know, getting Helm's Deep and things like that. It's the story of Helm Hammerhand, Scott. <laughs> do I need to regale you with the tale of Helm Hammerhand? Of course you do, but not right now. Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to let this thing do it for you. <laughs> yes. Now, I'm not a huge anime fan, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited for this because if they're going to do side stories, in animated format and have it be connected because this apparently is connected to the movies. Yeah. They're going to do that. They have limitless possibilities. Limitless. And can I just say this? And you're going to have to write your own story because Tolkien never covered it. What the crap happened to the blue wizards? Inquiring minds want to know, Scott. Don't ask me. This calls for an anime. Yes. (laughs) And in E3 news, E3 has been happening this week. Yep. And, um, there's been some news has been coming out. We got a couple of trailers for games. Uh, one of them being Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. This is actually a, a single player game where you get you're you're just playing and uh, playing uh, with 
yourself. <laughs> I was trying to find a way of saying it that didn't sound bad. Playing, but... playing by yourself. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, but there's also the Marvel's Avengers game, and that is a online game. Yeah. Where uh, they also released an expansion for that, which is for the War of Wakanda. And this is good, because from what I understand, that game is begging for content. That game has just... I got it when it first came out, and I thought it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> I've tried it a couple of other times, and I still think it's horrible. Yeah. It's just, it's not that good of a game. It, and it sucks, too, because that's such a big property, and mm-hmm. if they would have done it right, it would have been huge. But I've really not heard anything good about it. So, Sea of Thieves is getting Captain Jack Sparrow. They're doing an expansion called A Pirate's Life. I mean, it's needed. If you're going to have a pirate game, if you can get the Golden Goose right now of Pirates of the Caribbean, I kind of feel like you should. And they, they finally did it, so we'll see how that pans out for them. We will. And that has just been the you know a little bit of the news from E3. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's no way we can cover there, it all. There, there is. I mean, there's stuff about uh, the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff about um, uh, Nair Reincarnation, which is the Nair Optima um sequel there's stuff about some final fantasy uh coming out i mean there's so much in there yeah that we're not going to go over this you know, of them all no no because news should not be longer than the actual podcast exactly <laughs> <laughs> but that has been the news i have been your geek jason and i have been your geek scott thank you for listening enjoy the rest of your day <laughs> <laughs>